0: إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يَهْدِهِ الله فلا مضل له ومن يُضْلِلْ فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد so we're on the chapter now, chapter 59, and in some copies, 58. مِنَ مِنْ يقول, that they think of Allah with ideas that are not of the truth upon their ideology of Jahiliya. And they say, if only we had some say in this affair, if we had some say in this affair, rather say all of the matter it returns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will Innal lillah say that all of the affair it is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This Opening to the chapter now. It is regarding this ayah and how some of the people, they had evil thoughts or incorrect thoughts against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shaykh al-Fawzani says, باب قول Yani تعالى يعني ما جاء في Al هذه الآية الكريمة من Al-Imran. آل والآية الثانية من سورة الفتح كلاهما في موضوع واحد وهو سوء الظن بالله سبحانه وتعالى وما توعد الله عليه من العذاب والعقوبة لأنه يناف التوحيد. This آية then is about the punishment or the threat upon those who have the evil thoughts of Allah, the ones who have the bad thoughts of Allah, the evil thoughts of Allah. وَالْقِصَّةَ حَصَلَتْ فِي وَقَعَةِ أُحُدٍ And this ayah is referring to the events that took place in the battle of Uhud. لَمَّا حَصَلَ عَلَى الْمُسْلِمِينَ مَا حَصَلْ مِنْ إِدَالَةِ الْعَدُو عَلَيْهِمْ بِسَبَبِ الْمُخَالَفَةِ الَّتِي حَصَلَتْ فِي الْجِيشِ And the incidents that took place in the battle of Uhud, when the opposition from some of the Muslims occurred to the command of the Prophet ﷺ, and as a consequence, the enemies, they came back and attacked, and many of the Muslims were martyred. لَمَّا حَصَلَ مَا حَصَلَ When these events, they took place, تَكَلَّمَ الْمُنَافِقُونَ بِكَلَامٍ سيء. The Munafiqun spoke with an evil speech. لأن المنافق دائما ينتهز الفرص التي يرى أن فيها غضادة على المسلمين ويستغلها ويفسرها ويكيفها على حسب هواه. Because the munafiqeen they always take the opportunities They always grasp the opportunity when they see one To speak against Islam, to speak against the Muslims Whenever they can find some opportunity and interpret it how they wish, then they take those opportunities. دائماً هذا في ila إلى آخر zaman. This is a characteristic which is found in the munafiqin and will continue to be so until the end of time. كلما حصل على المسلمين شدة أو كربة أو ضائقة فرح المنافقون وجعلوا يفسرونها ويحللونها بأن المسلمين ليسوا على شيء. So whenever some difficulty or some calamity or some hardship, some type of incident occurs to the Muslims, then they are happy that this difficulty has occurred to the Muslims. They are happy that this calamity has occurred to the Muslims. And they interpret that, and they begin to give explanations of falsehood saying that this calamity has occurred upon the Muslims because their religion is nothing, their beliefs are nothing, they are not upon any truth, hence these affairs are occurring to them. غَيْرَ الْحَقِّ الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ And they think upon Allah, evil thoughts and incorrect thoughts from the thoughts of jahiliyyah, وَظَنَّ so الص- and the evil and the wrong thoughts against Allah. فَفِي سُورَةِ آلِ عِمْرَانِ سَمَّاهُ ظَنَّ الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ وَفِي سُورَةِ الْفَتْحِ سَمَّاهُ ظَنِّ الْصُوْءِ قَالَ فِي سُورَةِ آلِ عِمْرَانِ ظَنَّ الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ لِأَنَّ الْجَاهِلِيَّةَ عَدَمُ الْعِلْمِ Allah termed this type of evil thought or bad thought against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he thought of Jahiliya, the thought processes and the ideologies that they had in the time of Jahiliya, because Jahiliya is referred to as a time of no knowledge. It is ignorance, the days of ignorance. فَالَّذِي ظَنَّ هَذَا الْظَنَّ الْخَاطِئِ سَبَبُهُ عَدَمُ الْعِلْمِ اللَّهِ وَصِفَاتِهِ وَحَمْدِهِ وَحِكْمَتِهِ So a person who has these evil thoughts of Allah, then it is due to that person not having knowledge regarding Allah and Allah's names and Allah's attributes. The person doesn't have knowledge of those affairs, hence he speaks or has ideas or thoughts of evil regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in Surah Al-Fatih, Allah said, (laughs) Those who think of Allah with an evil thought, (laughs) Upon them will be the evil. That is to have the bad thoughts and the evil thoughts regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Shaykh mentions the statement of Ibn al-Qayyim. Fil-Aya (laughs) al فُسِّرَ هَذَا الظَّنْ بِأَنَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ لَا يَنْصُرُ رَسُولَهُ وَأَنَّ أَمْرَهُ سَيَضْمَحِلْ Here, the statement of Ibn Al-Qayyim, he says, (coughs) that the tafsir of this dhan, the explanation of this thought that they had, is that they thought Allah was not going to aid his messenger, and that his command would go extinct his affair would go extinct. So Ibn Qayyim, he mentioned this tafsir from some of the people, tafsir of some of the scholars regarding this, that their evil thought was that Allah would not aid his messenger and that the order would come to extinction, that command, that affair would come to extinction. And also, فُسِّرَ أَصَابَهُ لَمْ يَكُنْ بِقَدَرِ الله وحكمته. Another tafsir given is that the affair which occurred to them was not due to the decree of Allah or the wisdom of Allah. Some of them had this type of evil thought. That this was not due to the decree of Allah or the wisdom of Allah. And that is clearly an evil thought to have. For indeed everything is by the decree of Allah and everything is by the wisdom of Allah. وَأْفُسِّرَ بِإِنْكَارِ الْحِكْمَةِ وَإِنْكَارِ الْقَدْرِ وَإِنْكَارِ أَنْ يُتِمَّ أَمْرَ رَسُولِهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم وَأَنْ يُظْهِرَهُ عَلَى الدِّينِ كُلِّهِ And also the tafsir has been given that it was a rejection of the wisdom and a rejection of the decree and a rejection of the fact that the command or the affair of the Prophet would be concluded and completed, and that he would be able to be prominent with the religion of Islam. So it was as if they had this thought that this would never be successful, this religion would never be successful, Islam would never be successful, this would never carry on, it would just come to an end and wither away. These were their types of evil thoughts that they had. فَمَنْ أَنْكَرَ حِكْمَةَ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّهُ يَكْفُرُ بِذَلِكَ And the sheikh says, a person who rejects the wisdom of Allah, then he disbelieves. That is kufar. To reject the wisdom of Allah. بِخِلَافْ مَنْ أَثْبَتَهَا وَأَوَّلَهَا فَإِنَّهُ يُعْتَبَرُ ضَالًا لَنَا فَإِنَّهُ يُعْتَبَرُ ضَالًا فِي هَذَا التَّأْوِي As for a person who affirms the wisdom of Allah, but misinterprets it upon an interpretation that is not correct. That person has not disbelieved, but he is from the misguided ones. لَأَنَّ اللَّهَ وَعَلَىٰ حَكِيمٌ لَا يفعل شَيْئًا إلا لحكمة عظيمة. Allah is no doubt the all-wise. And He does not do anything except due to great wisdom. Everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala performs and does, it is done with great wisdom. قَدْ لنا وقد لا تَظْهَرُ and this is the important point. Sometimes that wisdom may be apparent to us, and sometimes that wisdom may not be apparent to us. Sometimes it may be clear to us, and sometimes it may not be clear to us what the wisdom behind such and such is. But everything is done by wisdom of Allah. Wallahu Jalla wa A'ala la yafalu shay'an Allah does not do anything in a manner that has no purpose. Allah does not do anything in a manner which has no purpose. Rather it is all done with purpose and with wisdom. وَلَا شَيْئًا لِمُجَرَّدِ مِنْ غَيْرِ حِكْمَةٍ And Allah doesn't do anything by just willing it without wisdom. Everything is with wisdom. All of what Allah does is with wisdom. إِنَّمَا حِكْمَةٍ وَغَايَةٍ Allah does everything He does with great wisdom. كُلْ وَفْعَالِهِ مُعَلَّلَ وَكُلُّهَا All of the actions of Allah have reasonings and all of them are with wisdom. وَلَيْسَ مِنْ لَازِمِ ذَلِكَ أَنْ تَظْهَرَ لَنَا الْحِكْمَةِ أَوْ يَظْهَرَ لَنَا However, we may not necessarily always know what this wisdom is. We may not necessarily always know what the reasoning is. لَكِنَّنَا نَقْطَعْ وَنُؤْمِنْ وَنَتَيَقَّنْ أَنَّ أَفْعَالَ اللَّهَ جَلَّ وعلا ليس فيها عبث. But we know with absolute certainty and definitely, even if we don't know the reasoning or the wisdom behind some of the actions, we certainly know that definitely everything Allah does, it is with purpose and intent and with wisdom, and nothing is without any objective. All of it is with wisdom. So some of the people who rejected the decree of Allah, that is kufr. وَفُسِّرَ بِإِنْكَارِ الْقَدْرِ وَهَذَا أَيْضًا كُفْرٌ بِاللَّهِ So the ones who uh, interpreted this ayah to mean when they have the evil thoughts of Allah, that they reject the decree of Allah, then that would be kufr also. Rejecting the decree because that is one of the pillars of Iman. وَفُسِّرَ بِإِنكَارَ أَن يُتِمَّ أَمْرَ رَسُولِهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم وَأَن يظهره عَلَى الدِّينِ كله. And the tafsir has also been given that it is a rejection of the fact that the messengership will be completed and perfected and that this religion will become apparent and uh, disseminated. That is a rejection some of them made and that is one of the explanations of what this evil thought is. That Allah would not aid his messenger and that the religion would not be successful. The other types of evil thoughts they had. amrahu أَمْرَهُ mahil, And that this affair will become extinct. It will finish. It will come to an end. This religion will be nothing. These are the types of evil thoughts that they had and these are the types of The thoughts of pre-Islamic days of ignorance, the thoughts of ignorance that they had and evil thoughts they had regarding Allah. This is the types of evil thoughts that the mushrikeen had. That I mentioned the Munafiqin and the Mushrikeen that I mentioned in Surah Al-Fatah. What in the Makana have done so? Le enna who done noon rare? Le enna who done noon rare? May Wa may a leer hikmatihi? Wa hamdihi? Wa wadihi a sadik? Because this thought, these types of thoughts that they had, they are from the evil thoughts which oppose and are in contradiction to what is deserving of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of what is appropriate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا يَلِيقُ بِحِكْمَتِهِ وحمده and that which is suitable and appropriate to Allah's wisdom and His praise and His truthful promise. So these types of evil thoughts regarding Allah, they are clearly misguidance and they are clearly in opposition to Tawheed. A person who has evil thoughts and bad thoughts regarding Allah, then that is clearly something of misguidance. فَالَّذِي يَعْرِفُ اللَّهِ وَيَعْرِفُ أَسْمَاءَهُ وَصِفَاتِهِ حَمْدِهِ فَإِنَّهُ A person who knows the names and attributes of Allah, a person who knows and understands the names and attributes of Allah, then he will not fall into this type of misguidance. He will not fall into this type of misguidance, into this type of uh, misunderstanding, misinterpretation, due to his ignorance. He is upon ignorance of not knowing the names and attributes. Hence he falls into this misguidance. فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَقَعُ فِي هذه even if the affair became extremely difficult upon him, even if the difficulties and the calamities and the hardships became severe upon him, then he would still not have those evil types of thoughts against Allah because he is a person who knows and understands the names and attributes of Allah. <laughs> Because he knows then that Allah will not do anything except that which is goodness for him. wa wa yantazir al faraj. So the person will be patient, knowing that whatever difficulty has occurred to him is from the decree of Allah. So he will be patient. And he will remain upon that patience, seeking the escape and seeking the ease from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of that difficulty. وَلَا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ The person will not become depressed, losing hope in the mercy of Allah. A person will not become depressed, losing hope in the mercy of Allah. بَلْ رَحْمَةَ اللَّهِ The person will wait for the mercy of Allah to come upon him. كلما اشتد الْكَرْبِ إِنْتَظَرَ رَحْمَةَ اللَّهِ The greater the difficulty becomes upon him, the more he carries on waiting for the mercy of Allah to come, keeping his trust in Allah, depending in Allah, not losing hope, waiting for the mercy of Allah to remove him from this difficulty. بَلْ يَزِيدُ الرَّجَاءُ عِنْدَ شِدَّةِ الْكَرْبِ Rather, when the difficulty gets severe, he has even more hope in Allah. He increases in his trust and dependence and hope in Allah. كَمَا قَالَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ Just like the Prophet ﷺ said, وَعَلَمْ أَنَّ النَّصْرَ مَعَ الصَّبْرِ وَأَنَّ الْفَرَجْ مَعَ الْكَرْءِ وأن, وَأَنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرًا وَأَنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرًا Know that indeed victory comes with patience. And the ease or the escape from an affair comes after the difficulty. And the ease comes with the difficulty. So in this narration the Prophet وسلم mentioned, when there are hardships, then the ease comes after them. Keep your trust in Allah. Keep depending in Allah. Supplicating to Allah. Being firm upon your dependence and trust and hope in Allah. And then after that difficulty, whatever difficulty you find yourself in, then there will be ease that comes after that difficulty. Allah said in the Qur'an also, فَإِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ Yusra Indeed with the difficulty comes ease. إِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ Indeed with the difficulty comes ease. And similarly, Allah said in the Qur'an, سَيَجَعَالُ اللَّهُ بَعْدَ Indeed, Allah will make after the difficulty ease. But as for the munafiqeen, as for the people of kufar, those ignorant individuals, then whenever difficulty arises upon them, they have evil thoughts of Allah. And they lose any hope in Allah. And they begin to have the evil thoughts and they become depressed and they lose their hope in Allah. وَلِهَذَا لَمَّا أَصَابَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ فِي أُحْدٍ مَا أَصَابَهُمْ كَانَتْ هذه كَلِمَاتُهُمْ القبيحة. And that's why in the battle of Uhud, when that difficulty happened, and the disbelievers, they came back around and attacked again, and many of the Muslims were martyred, When that calamity befell the Muslims, many of the munafiqeen, that's it. They started to have the evil thoughts and they started to say the evil things. (laughs) فَمَنْ أَنَّهُ يُدِيلُ الْبَاطِلْ عَلَى الْحَقِّ إِدَالَةً مُسْتَقِرَّةً يَضْمَحِلُ مَعَهَا الْحَقِّ او انكر ان يكون ما جرى بقضائه وقدره او انكر ان يكون قدره لحكمه بالغة يستحق عليها الحمد بل زعم ان ذلك لمشيئة مجرده فذلك ظن الذي فذلك ظن الذين كفروا فويل للذين كفروا من النار واكثر الناس يظنون بالله ظن سوء فيما يختص بهم وفيما يفعله بغيرهم ولا يسلم من ذلك إلا من عرف الله وأسماءه وصفاته وموجب حكمته وحمده فليعتني اللبيب الناصح لنفسه بهذا وليتب إلى الله وليستغفره من ظنه بربه ظن الصو ولو فتشت من فتشت لرأيت عنده تعنطا على القدر وملامة له وأنه كان ينبغي أن يكون كذا وكذا فمستقل ومستكثر وفتش نفسك هل أنت سالم فإن تنجو منها تنجو من ذي عظيمة وإلا فإني لا إخالك ناجيا. هي ناوى الشيخ محمد بن عبد الوهاب in this final section of this chapter, gives this advice, or mentions uh, this advice, regarding these affairs of your trust, and your thoughts of Allah. That when some difficulty occurs, he has already mentioned, that the munafiqeen and the mushrikeen, when the calamity befalls them, that is it, their thoughts are of evil. They have the evil thoughts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They have the evil thoughts against Allah whenever some difficulty or calamity befalls them. As for a believer, then he is not to have this type of evil belief. Because those types of bad thoughts against Allah, losing your hope in Allah, becoming depressed anytime some difficulty occurs, forgetting that ease comes after difficulty... Forgetting that Allah provides you the escape from an affair that may be calamity upon you initially, forgetting to be patient and having the evil and the bad thoughts, then this bihi this is not something which is suitable to Allah. It is a type of thought that does not suit Allah, it is not suitable to Allah or appropriate to Allah to have these evil thoughts and it does not become appropriate or suitable to the wisdom of Allah Allah does everything by wisdom but if you lose your hope and some difficulty happens then it is as if you're saying there was no wisdom in what happened and what Allah did and that is something evil too that is an evil thought to have too so whomsoever thinks whomsoever thinks the statement of ibn al-qayyim prior to this regarding how the falsehood overcomes the truth to the extent that the truth becomes extinct, then that is something which is not correct. Falsehood will not overcome the truth. A person remains firm upon the truth, clinging to the truth, practicing the truth, and does not allow the difficulties to overcome him and to change his mind into thinking the evil thoughts Rather he should have the good thoughts. So a person does not fall into thinking that this is not by the decree of Allah. Or does not begin to reject the decree of Allah or the wisdom of Allah. Rather a person sometimes even begins to say this is purely by the will of Allah without any wisdom. And all of this type of thing when a person says that or falls into that it is kufr. So a person must be Careful regarding his state of affairs, regarding his heart, and what his state is in terms of his thoughts of his Creator and his Lord. That he has the good thoughts, and he has his hope in Allah, and his love in Allah, and fear in Allah. He has all of that worship and obedience to Allah, and does not have the evil, bad thoughts regarding Allah if some difficulty happens to you. Rather, you remain patient asking Allah to remove you from it. And many people, the Shaykh says, many people these days, أَكْثَرُ النَّاسِ بِاللَّهِ فيما بهم. Whatever happens to people these days, if something hard happens to them, some difficulty happens to them, some hardship happens to them, then they begin to have these evil thoughts. They begin to have these types of evil thoughts and bad thoughts and they begin to lose their hope in Allah. And the Shaykh says very few people are saved from falling into that. The only types of people who are saved from falling into those types of evil thoughts and bad thoughts, when some difficulty happens or they find themselves in some hardship in their life, are the people who know the names and attributes of Allah. And they understand how that necessitates the wisdom of Allah. Those types of people will be saved from this type of calamity. But as for others, as for the people who do not have any share of knowledge or very small in their share of knowledge regarding the names and the attributes of Allah, regarding the wisdom of Allah, and they don't understand that because they have no understanding of the different names of Allah and what they indicate and the different attributes of Allah. They have no understanding of those affairs, and therefore they cannot understand the situation when some difficulty happens to them or some hardship happens to them. therefore, the sheikh says that a person who is smart, you should think about this for yourself. The person who is sincere, the person who has understanding then think about this carefully and understand this carefully and return back to Allah and seek forgiveness for your shortcomings and ask Allah to forgive you on your shortcomings and particularly to forgive you if you had any evil thoughts of Allah or bad thoughts of Allah, particularly when some evil happens to you or some bad happens to you, some hardship happens to you. So you begin to lose your hope in Allah or to have the bad thoughts regarding the decree and what's happening. Then that type of thing in particular, you seek re- repentance and you ask Allah to forgive you for. And the Shaykh says, If you were to search, if you were to search in detail, then you would come across many people having this exaggeration with regards to the decree. Even when you look at Iblis, look at what happened to Iblis due to his excessiveness in his affair. Excessiveness in his affair. Began to say, but why should I prostrate? I'm made of fire, he's made of clay. Began to go into that excessiveness of this nature, and what occurred to him, that misguidance that he fell into the kufr <coughs> that he fell into so then the shaykh says some people are in this affair to a small amount and some people fall into this affair a large amount so search yourself the sheikh says search yourself and examine yourself Look at yourself. What is your condition with regards to this affair? What is your condition with regards to these issues? Of your thoughts regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of how you behave when some difficulty overcomes you, some hardship overcomes you. Look to yourself and your own state and what your condition is regarding your beliefs, your thoughts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what do we benefit from this overall? Firstly, Anna Husna dhanni بالله عز و واجب من واجبات التوحيد. That having the good thoughts of Allah, even in times of your difficulty, having the good thoughts that Allah will make a way out for you, etc. That is an obligation of توحيد. It is an obligation of توحيد that you have the good thoughts of Allah. ثانياً أَنَّ سُوءَ الظَّنْ بِاللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَ يُنَافِي التَّوْحِيدِ أَوْ يُنَافِي كَمَالَهِ Having the evil thoughts of Allah, it negates your tawheed. It causes deficiency in your tawheed. Having these bad thoughts of Allah. It can completely nullify it. Having the bad thoughts of Allah could completely nullify your tawheed. Could end up as kufar. Or it could end up as misguidance, end up as an imperfection in your tawhid, as a deficiency in your tawhid. Thirdly, what we also learn, is the affirmation of the decree. Affirmation of the decree, and the belief in the decree, and that all of the affairs, they are by the decree of Allah, whatever affair you may be in, even if it is some difficulty that you find yourself in, some hardship that you may find yourself in, then you know all of this is from the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, hence you remain patient. Fourthly, الأمر, نعم, أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ليس له من الأمر شيء فلا يتعلق به. That the Prophet صلى does not have any control of the affair or the decree. So you do not call upon the Prophet ﷺ. You do not call upon the messenger. He does not have any control of the affair. He does not have any control in the decree. So you do not call upon him. He is simply passing on the message of Tawheed. He is simply passing on the guidance and teaching that. So you do not call upon him Or refer to him or ask him for dua. Fifthly, the affirmation of the wisdom of Allah. To affirm that indeed every action that occurs, it is by the wisdom of Allah. And you may understand that wisdom, and sometimes you may not understand that wisdom. It could be the case that on certain occasions, uh, certain actions occur, certain incidents occur, Everything is by the wisdom of Allah, but you may not understand what is the wisdom behind that. You may not understand what is the wisdom behind this particular affair. So in that case, a person remains patient, knowing that everything is by the wisdom of Allah, knowing that it is all done by the decree of Allah, and so you remain patient and you continue upon your dua, and you do not have evil thoughts or bad thoughts of Allah, and what is occurring, and what may occur and to begin to have evil thoughts and lose your hope in Allah, that would be from the deficiency of Tawheed, and as it has been seen, it may even be Kufar. So that is the end of the chapter regarding your thoughts, regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to always have hope in Allah, to always continue with your dua in Allah, to have dependence and trust in Allah, and never to be depressed or lose hope, or to have evil thoughts regarding Allah. The next chapter then will begin the next time is Bab ma ja'a fi munkiri al qadr. The chapter regarding the ones who reject the decree. The chapter regarding the ones who reject the decree. So that will begin with next time inshaAllah ta'ala. If there's any questions so far, we can do the questions now and then conclude inshaAllah. week, and I've got round uh, to asking you yeah. about this uh, this individual called Mufti Menk, yeah. So can you just elaborate on, on him? Mufti Mank, that individual, is not known to have any type of recommendation from the scholars to take knowledge from him. He's not known to be upon the way of Salafia, what he teaches and how he teaches. So he's not somebody that is recommended to take knowledge from. He's not somebody that is recommended to take knowledge from at all. For what reason would you take knowledge from this individual simply because he calls himself a mufti? Because he has designated for himself the title of mufti? That mufti title doesn't mean anything if you are not calling to the way of Salafiyyah. He has no connection to the scholars. He does not educate the people regarding the scholars, regarding the, the way of Salafiyyah. That is not his method. His method is all, as much as it can be, as you can see, the way of the Tablighis and the diabundis and those types of people, all of his da'wah is about being good to everybody and smiling and be gentle and be good and be happy and be nice and give charity. That's all he ever talks about. Can you just talk a little bit about uh, next week's conference? Uh, yes, next uh, Saturday Saturday coming, there's a conference in Manchester At uh, Salafi Center uh, Starting at duhar, This Saturday coming And the theme of it will be uh, Regarding current affairs You see nowadays all these things about extremism And the youth falling into extremism and the khawarij and their mentality and how to protect yourselves and your families from falling into that extremism or the youth of your families falling into that extremism. So how to guard yourselves and protect yourselves with the methodology of Salafiya and save yourselves from these evil and destructive methodologies of the khawarij and their likes. So that is a full day event. Abu Khadija will come inshallah. Abu Hakim will be there insha'Allah. There'll be a Tali link with Sheikh too, inshallah. So that will be a full day event. There'll be all the stalls and everything outside, a proper event, conference type event. So that will be on Saturday at the Salafi Center in Manchester, beginning at approximately maybe 3 p.m. after Dhuhr. Approximately 3 p.m. after Dhuhr it will begin. So you should make an effort to come, and it will carry on all night till Isha time, approximately till 10 p.m. or thereabouts, maybe after even. So you should try to make the effort to come there at around about Dhuhr time on Saturday, insha'Allah. So we'll leave it there for tonight then. We'll carry on next week, insha'Allah.